Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. I'm here today with Charles Reed, who is a CPA with over 40 years of experience in the payroll industry. He is the founder of Custom Payroll Associates and Get Payroll. He is a U.S. tax court practitioner practitioner. Did I get that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And a member of the IRS Advisory Council. And he is the author of The Payroll Book, A Guide for Small Business and Startups. And I was asking him before we started, does this book become obsolete once the payroll law changes? Well, the payroll law changes somewhat and things need to be adapted. We also have the website, thepayrollbook.com, with any updates and changes okay. that are available to update you. But a lot of it stays the same. Um, and a lot of it, you know, just is there. It's the law. So one thing, when I asked what you wanted to talk about today, you told me the life and the death <laughs> of the IRS payroll tax penalties, which I think every business owner would love to know how to bring death to the payroll tax penalties. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree. The, in fiscal 18, the IRS issued $13 billion in employment tax penalties. 13 billion. Billion. Wow. The average small business gets penalized every two and a half years. 40% every year get penalized to the tune of about $800. Wow. There are ways to avoid penalties and there are ways to abate them. Out of that out of that $13 billion, over half were abated. Now, when you say abated, will you explain to someone that may not know what that means? That means they were reversed. Okay. The IRS said, never mind. Okay. In many cases, it was because the IRS had made a mistake. Shocker. No, Charles, say it ain't (laughs) so. The IRS makes mistakes? You know, people don't think that, but it happens. Understand, the IRS is 100,000 people, Mm -hmm. uh, civil servants. So they don't have a profit motive. They're right. not motivated in the same way a business person's motivated. So you have 100,000 civil servants. And if you ask Chuck Reddick, the commissioner, what are the three biggest problems the IRS has? Number one is budget. Yep. Number two is budget. <laughs> is number three also budget? Budget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they lack money to train. They lack money to hire. They have systems, some of which go back to the 1960s. Wow. That are horribly obsolete and out of date. But imagine you're updating hundreds of millions of dollars of tax returns every year. What does it take to provide technology to handle all those this year plus the last Mm. 40 years? It's, It's an incredible task. It is. They tried here a few years ago. To update all the technology, they spent, I think, four or five billion dollars and gave up. Wow! Uh, so Chuck is in the process of trying to revamp all this, but you don't take a monolithic bureaucracy like the IRS 
and turn it around today Mm -hmm. or tomorrow or next week or next year. It takes forever to change the direction. Wow. Okay. But you've kind of figured out some tricks and tips to working with this system. There's some ways to avoid penalties. First of all, make sure your, your math is right. Your arithmetic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Add, subtract, multiply, divide. Make sure all that's right. Which I would assume it would be a good idea to use a payroll software, would it not? I would suggest a payroll software. I would suggest, frankly, outsourcing it. Yes. The the inexpensive payroll softwares are not you get what you pay for. Okay. 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 So even they could be calculating it incorrectly. Well, I I dumped one tax software years ago because the returns calculated improperly and were printed out Uh-oh. with arithmetic errors. Okay. So it happens. But the biggest thing is, why do you want to learn, if you're using software, why do you want to learn all the rules? I mean, this is just... Yes, and this is not a, a small Nothing. book. I mean, this is, what, an inch and a half, maybe? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 95,000 words. Wow. Okay. But there are, the, the tax code's huge, and then the regulations and the, the case law on top of that. I, I get five emails a week with updates from the IRS on different portions of the tax code. I studied this. I've got 30 years' experience. Yeah, you can learn to do payroll, and you can learn all the intricacies of it, but you won't be doing your business. Mm. And for business owners, concentrate on your core business. Let somebody like right. me handle the, the the payroll. Let somebody like Lindsay handle bookkeeping. Doing Taking your time away from your core business is silly and counterproductive. For what you charge or what I charge, the time a business person saves – that they can focus on their core business is priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I tell people I don't make my own clothes, I don't build my own car, I don't even mow my own lawn anymore. Okay, that's work. Uh, if if I'm going to work, I'll go in and do a tax return, right? Which will make me a lot more money than it'll cost me in the same amount of time to pay the guy to do the lawn, right? And I'll pocket the difference, right? So if I'm going to work, I'm going to maximize my return on that work. That makes and, sense. And for a businessman. It just doesn't make sense to do payroll. Now, beyond all your calculations, make sure you're timely on everything. Make sure you're, all your deposits are timely. If you're one second late, mm-hmm. there's a penalty. Yep. One second. I've seen okay. that happen. Absolutely. I have too. Uh, when I used to deposit uh, manually at the banks, I actually got one of my bankers to keep the drawer open for an additional 15 minutes so I could get there. And it saved me almost $4,000 in penalties. Wow. And so I bought the Teller Line uh, champagne lunch. Ah, nice. The next week. <laughs> they, they got the lunch, but they had to wait till after work for the champagne. <laughs> but it was worth it. Uh, so make sure everything is timely. That's all your deposits and all your filings. And this is what we do for our clients. We have the systems to make sure everything's done timely. And then if we screw up, God forbid, uh, we eat the penalty. Okay. You as the payroll company. As the payroll company, we'll pay the penalty. If we make the mistake, we'll we'll pay it. Which is another good reason to outsource because you can transfer the liability. Technically, the IRS won't transfer it. No, but we assume it. Yes. and we guarantee Which is our services. Why it would be good to have a payroll company that will assume that liability? Absolutely, 
if they're unwilling to, and some won't, uh, then find somebody that will. Yes. Uh, and the expertise you get with CPAs, tax court practitioners, this kind of thing that you don't have in-house. Right. So make sure all your deposits are done timely. Make sure all your filings are done timely. Make sure you know all the filings you're supposed to do, federal, state, and local. And I actually, we just recently did an episode <coughs> drilling down on that specifically. So anybody that's listening to this, you can go back to that episode that I did with Jeffrey Gonzalez. And we talked about the specific <coughs> deadlines for each of those things. Right. And you got to know those. Yep. And they change. Uh, used to be, if you were submitting electronic W-2s, you had until the end of March. Well, because of tax fraud, they changed that. It's now the 31st of January. If you haven't submitted your IRS, uh, your W-2s this year to the Social Security Administration, you're late. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> today is here when we're taping. It's the 1st of February. Yes. That was due yesterday. Had to have been postmarked. You're late. There's a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next thing is, if you get a penalty notice, answer it. Don't ignore it. If you get the same letter two weeks later, answer it again. Even if you take the letter you wrote originally, mark it second response and send it to them. If you get it from two different offices, respond to both offices. I know this sounds overkill, but there's things if you don't respond at a certain point, you lose certain rights of appeal. Mm. So you always want to be responding to everything. That's we do it in the office. We take a 2848 for every client, which is an IRS limited power of attorney. And I can do that as a CPA. Most payroll companies can't or won't because it's some professional liability. But that means I get a copy of all the correspondence from the IRS that goes to my clients. I get a copy and we respond to every one of them. Whether the client does or not, mm. whether the client even notices it or sends it to us, we respond to every one of those. We have a system and standard letters, and we've proofed up these things over the years. But understand, when you respond to the IRS, if you're doing it yourself, and you send a letter and say, no, this penalty is not right, please abate it or reverse it, uh, you're going to get a no. The first letter, you will always get a no. Always. Always, always, okay? You'll get a, a canned, standard uh, letter that says no. The next letter you send, they'll tell you, you can go to the appeals coordinator. So you go to the appeals coordinator, and you send them a letter. About 5% of the time, they'll say, okay, we'll abate that. 95% of the time, they'll say no. Well, then you go to the appeals office, and you file another appeal, and you may file a 12-153 notice of due process hearing. And you can keep appealing this for multiple levels up to and including U.S. Tax Court. Well, U.S. Tax Court is a $60 filing fee. That's it. But you got to know what you're doing. If you go to a tax attorney, it's probably going to be a $5,000 retainer. Uh, for a $1,000 problem, it makes no sense. If you're using somebody like us, uh, we'll handle the petition for free. The, the, we will charge you the $60 because that's out of pocket. But that allows us to get it in front of very, very sophisticated IRS people. 
and get a whole nother bite of the apple. Because the moment you file a petition in tax court, it's immediately sent to docketed appeals, which is the appeals office, but it's a different one. It's staffed by district counsel and very experienced IRS people because they're looking at potential court cases. Hmm. 95% of all U.S. tax court cases are settled pre-court. Ah, okay. So you're probably going to get an offer. Even if you're wrong, you're probably going to get an offer at less than what they're asking just to get it off their desk and avoid court. Interesting. So it's worth the $60 in many cases to do that. Talk to district council or let me talk to district council and we'll probably get a better offer. Now, one other thing that your clients probably don't understand is the IRS cannot penalize you for a simple mistake. Really? That's tax code. Your, now, con- your congressman wrote the tax code. And in there, it says that they can only penalize you for gross negligence. So if you forget the deadline and pay a day late, is that considered a simple mistake? No. Normally, that's considered gross negligence. Really? However, if you were in the hospital... If there was a death in the family, there can be extenuating circumstances. But you got to ask, and you got to ask several times. But if you just transpose to number, that's a simple arithmetic mistake. That does not rise necessarily to the level of gross negligence. The problem with that is, guess who defines gross negligence? The IRS? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But the court can overrule the IRS and say, this was a simple mistake. Mm, Okay. okay. We had one not too long ago. It took nine years for us to get it through all the levels of appeals. Wow. Nine years. Yeah, but it was a $95,000 penalty. Wow. It was W-2s, and it was a long story. But anyway, uh, I had worked that for my client up through and including the director of field operations which is over numerous appeals offices, he would not return my calls. So I called the deputy chief of appeals in Washington, who I'd met on the IRS advisory council. And I said to her, this guy won't return my phone calls. She said, I'll have him call you. He called me that afternoon. I'd been trying for a year. Wow. And I had left at least 20 messages. Wow. But I called her and since he worked for her, he called me that afternoon. And we put it with a new appeals office and had the whole thing looked at. And three months later, my client got a $400 refund. Wow. That's incredible. That's the kind of thing you can do with the IRS if you know what you're doing. Now, I don't promise it every time. So far, we've won every tax court case. Have you? We'll lose one sooner or later. I I promise you. But so far, we're 100% which is That's fantastic. knock on wood. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm kind of pleased with that. So these are the kinds of things that can be done. And if you're experienced and have the knowledge and have been around, you can do. If not, if you're concentrating on your business uh, as a small business person, hire somebody. You, know, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just need to, how to, need to know how to hire the smartest person in the room. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So it sounds like anyone that gets any kind of notice about penalties needs to give you a call. <laughs> well, they should be on my service first and we'll take care of it automatically. Okay, so but do you it, help people yes. that haven't used your service? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. And normally, if I can just answer a question off the cuff, it's free. I mean, I, if you call me up and say, hey, Charles, what do I do? If I can tell you, I'll just tell you. Now, if it's going to require research and time or filings or letters, we're going to charge. Okay, we're in business to make money. But uh, for our clients that are on our service, that's just part of the service. They pay for that every two weeks when they pay for the payroll. Ah. They pay for that privilege. Our unique selling proposition is get payroll is compliance. Right. That's our specialty. We know it backwards and forwards. We have the credentials and the experience, unlike some of our competitors. Most of our competitors do a reasonably good job of preparing paychecks. I mean, they do or they'd be out of business, but they don't have the compliance expertise. Mm. If you go to one of the big ones and you say, I want to talk to a CPA, they'll tell you to talk to your own CPA. Mm -hmm. Well, if your own CPA really understood payroll, he'd be doing your payroll for you. So they're telling you to go to a CPA who's going to have to research something and is not familiar with it and is going to have to learn what to do and charge you to do it. Or you can come to somebody like me. But that expertise that we have is, is so valuable, you may never need it. The IRS may never screw up your payroll and your records and your taxes. But it's like insurance. You have insurance on your car your house, maybe your life, your health insurance. You're hoping never to have to use them. But if you do, it's too late to buy them. So, Well, I can tell you, I have a client that still has PTSD from dealing with the IRS, <laughs> and none of it was his fault. He had a bookkeeper. Well, I'll say, I guess you could say he had a hand in hiring the person whose fault it was, but um, he hired someone he thought right. knew payroll who was handling it for him. And it got very messed up and ended up being a huge, huge payroll tax liability. Yes. And I believe it was six figures. Oh, yeah. It was very significant. But when you hear him tell the story of, he could have definitely used someone like you because going in there, of course, he felt like the underdog. He didn't understand the system. He's trying to talk to them. He didn't feel like they were trying to understand his point of view at all in the situation. Well, once you get to collections, they don't care about the tax. They only care about collecting the money. Mm. They're like any other collection agency. You have to get out of collections. That's what appeals is for. That's what a collection due process hearing is for. That's what tax court's for, to get out of collections. And yeah, I've seen that situation, both internal and external, uh, with mistakes and with fraud. Uh, you wouldn't believe the number of cases I've seen where the inside bookkeeper mm -hmm. is stealing. Yes. And it happens all the time. Yes. Biggest crime in this country is employee theft. Yes. And I have seen that as well, where someone's even signing the checks that say internal revenue service, but those checks are getting put in somebody's bank account instead. <laughs> yeah, 
taxes <laughs> taxes not being paid, checks being. Yep. And then obviously they get the mail, so they intercept the notices and hide them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that happens more often than you can think. Uh, and sometimes um, I had a doctor that came to me. And it was several hundred thousand dollars. Oh, my goodness. They prosecuted the, the bookkeeper, and she went to jail. But they couldn't recover that kind of money from her. She didn't have it. She'd spent it all. Mm-hmm. So it, it ate up his retirement fund, and uh, uh, his fiance would not marry him until until it was cleared until up. Until it's cleared up, and it's still not cleared oh, up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've heard so many stories like that. It's sickening. It really is. That and, is, and in in some of those cases, particularly if you prosecute, you can get the penalties abated. You'll never get the tax abated, right? Okay, but you can get the penalties abated. You won't get the interest, but the penalties can be substantial. Mm-hmm. They can be as much as half of the taxes. Wow! So if you can get those abated by properly talking to the right people and filing the right forms and and going to court, then that's worthwhile. Okay, no guarantees, but sometimes you can get it done. So in the instances where there is a huge tax liability and it's got to be paid, is the IRS usually pretty good about doing a payment plan? Usually. Uh, they're not going to go forever, though I've seen that. If you can pay it off in five years, they'll work with you. And if you're getting out of the hole, not into the hole, they'll work with you. If you're getting deeper every pay period every month, they're not going to work with you. They'll they'll just shut you down. Mm. But if you can come up with a arrangement that'll get them paid off normally within five years, they'll work with you. They're not unreasonable about those things. Then the other thing is, of course, there's a 10-year statute on collections. Mm. I had a client uh, that had been in a restaurant deal and it went bad, and there were several hundred thousand dollars of employment taxes that were paid. And he paid them $115 a week, which is basically everything that, you know, about 40% of what he was actually taking in salary from his new restaurant uh, for 10 years. And it wasn't even paying the interest on the debt. I was going to say. <laughs> but at the end of 10 years, he was able to tell the IRS to go pound sand because there is a 10-year statute on collections. And after they've assessed the taxes, if they haven't collected it within 10 years, they're barred from collection efforts. You still owe the money. And it may still show as a lien, but they can't collect it. Interesting. So what stops anyone from just not paying for 10 years? Well, because they'll take everything you own. So they still have a lien on your assets. They can take, assets, your, they can take your house. They can garnish your paycheck. Uh, now, obviously, the, the way it's set up, they've got to give you a, a, a minuscule allowance. Okay, but it's only a few hundred dollars a week. Um, they have to let you keep. So this restaurant owner, how was he able to get away with just paying the hundred dollars a week? Because he had a wife that worked. Oh, so everything was under her name. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's ways around. <laughs> this is what people, you know, this is what makes it funny in the tax world. The Congress writes tax laws. And frankly, they're not competent to write them. They're not tax experts. Okay. They use some staff that are better, but it's written by congressmen and their staffs. Then it's interpreted by the IRS and regulations are written. 
Okay, then you have hundreds of thousands of CPAs and tax attorneys and financial specialists that find ways around the laws. And whatever Congress can write, the industry can many times find a way around. Mm. So, always loopholes. Always loopholes. <laughs> always unintended consequences. Always. <laughs> So is there anything else that business owners need to understand about tax penalties? Well, that's, that's, uh, there's, there, there's more in the book okay. Okay, that we get into and I write articles and if they'll go to get payroll, they'll, they'll look at our blogs and they'll find lots of articles about that and videos and so on. But those are some of the basics, how to avoid them and, and how to abate them is you just, you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight. You never, never, never give up. It's a whole series of no's followed by a single yes. Mm -hmm. And when you get that yes, you say thank you and walk away. There you go. Don't keep talking. It reminds me of the lady that wrote the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling, I think is yes. her name. Um, I've heard she got 300 and something no's before she finally got a publisher to say yes to her Harry Potter series. So It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the guy who did uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Uh, was turned down hundreds of times, and uh, I've talked to him in the past, and uh, he has published 500 million books. Yeah. So wow, and has gotten very wealthy over. So there it. you go. We just need to have that kind of determination when we're dealing with the IRS. You, it, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a fight, and uh, you know that's that's one thing I'm good at, but it's it's a fight, and you can't give up. Uh, now, by the same token, if it's forty dollars. Just write the check. Yeah. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent. It, it isn't worth it. Yeah. Uh, I've had, I've, I've had them come in for seven, ten, twenty dollars for clients. I just write the check. It's not worth writing the letter. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I get the check, I get the money back later on when they, when they realize they made a mistake. So don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You got to weigh the cost benefit there. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes sense. Don't say, well, they made a mistake and, Gosh darn it! I'm, I'm going to get even with them for twenty dollars. Yeah, agreed. Don't do it. Agreed. It's not worth the time. Absolutely. So, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you to either ask you more questions or maybe get your help with a situation like this, how could they reach you? Uh, CJR at getpayroll.com is my email. Uh, my phone number is nine seven two three five three zero 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 zero. And do you have a website? Uh, getpayroll.com. And for anybody, for your listeners, anybody who'd like a copy of the book, if they will go to the payrollbook.com, the payrollbook.com, and enter the discount code podcast, oh. I will ship you a free book. Wow. No shipping, no handling. We'll just put it in the mail. You'll have it in a week. Wow. Thank you so much. That's awesome. For your listeners. Very gener generous. Thank you. That's awesome. And he gave me a signed copy, so I'm special. I got. Do you do you give everybody a signed copy? No. Okay, just good. You. I'm special then. I'm standing. I'm staying with that. <laughs> so getpayroll.com, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been very informative. I've learned a lot. It's been my pleasure. And if I ever get in trouble with the IRS, I'm giving you a call. Please. <laughs> And I'm Lindsay Klein with the Klein, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great week. By the Books is presented by Sakline. 
honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit Sakline.com or email info at Sakline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.